The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him, and likewise James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Imagine that you, like Peter and Andrew, worked hard all day long and felt, or actually, accomplished nothing. I know some days I have days of work where it seems like that's the only thing I accomplish is nothing. But then in the midst of that dejection you might feel that day, this wise teacher walks up to you and suggests this insane idea, hey, let's go back out and do everything you've just been doing, but expect a different result. I don't know if you know a different kind of understanding of insanity, but it's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But sometimes our faith is a little bit insane at first glance. Our Lord Jesus Christ invites Peter and Andrew to go back out after a full night of failure and say, do it one more time, but do it at my direction. And thus we come to Peter's first act of faith in our gospel. You can imagine that Peter, like most of us, would probably be thinking, oh great, a whole night, caught nothing, I'm exhausted, I'm tired. Then he started preaching, and then now he's saying, go back out and work again. But okay, Master, I recognize that you're wise, I recognize that you know something I don't. So Peter makes an act of faith and goes back out into the deep and casts his net. And the gift that was offered to him with that act of faith It was a miraculous catch of fish. Beyond the physical catch of fish, because the reality is is the fruit of that act of faith was Peter came to an encounter with God himself, Jesus Christ. But it went beyond Peter. Because Peter and Andrew obeyed our Lord, James and John also had an encounter with our Lord. You see, this is the reality of our faith, my brothers and sisters, that we are cells within the mystical body. We are intimately united. As one of us rejoices, we all, rejoices, we all rejoice. As one of us suffers, we all suffer. Our decisions matter not just for ourselves, but for those around us and in the mystical body. 
Second act of faith is mixed with the fruits for Peter in our gospel. Peter, after seeing the miraculous catch of fish, falls to his knees and says, Lord. He believes that Jesus Christ is no longer just a good teacher. You see, before he called him master, recognized that he was a smart man, he knew what he was talking about, but now he calls him Lord, recognizing that he's not just a man, but he is the God-man. And in that recognition is the great fruit that Peter is not God. Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He recognizes who Jesus Christ is, and in that recognition of who, where holiness resides, and the recognition of who God is, automatically teaches us that we are not God, that we're in need of his presence. And the third act of faith is found in the simple statement at the end of our gospel. They left everything and followed him. Because of this encounter, because of his recognition of his own weakness, we know the story of Peter as it moves forward. It's not like he goes forward and is perfect. He tries to be, right? He tries to tell Jesus how he can save mankind. Don't forget about that cross, Lord. and gets called Satan because of it. He tries to say he'll be the strong one that, does, that protects the Lord at all times and then ends up denying him three times when he was most in need, falling asleep in that hour when our Lord Jesus Christ asked him to stay awake. We know that after the resurrection, he simply goes back to fishing because he doesn't know what to do. But once Peter finally fully recognizes his humility, outside of that beautiful gate when that man requires, asks of him alms, and Peter finally says, I have nothing to give you except faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's at that moment that we see the gift and the fruit of this third act of faith. When Peter leaves everything to follow Christ. And brothers and sisters, this day you're invited to the same three acts of faith as Peter in our gospel. No, we do not have a lake next to us, and no, you do not have to go fishing or throw a net anyway. You see, my brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus Christ took the mundane work of a fisherman and sanctified it by his presence. In your presence today, he'll take the mundane gifts of bread and wine and sanctify them so that he is present. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. Once we recognize that presence, Jesus Christ then called Peter to action, invited him to believe and to do something that seemed insane. Today, my brothers and sisters, I will hold up what the world says is just a piece of bread and a little bit of wine, and I will call it the Lamb of God. And you will say, Amen. Do you really believe? Everything in our senses tell us that's just a piece of bread. The whole world says Catholics drop to their knees before bread and wine. But yet, why, do we, why are we so insane that we keep coming back week after week to witness the beautiful miracle of God made present in our midst? It's because we make an act of faith that that really is the Lamb of God and not just a piece of bread, that that is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we say amen. Once Peter recognized the presence of our Lord, he then gave the Lord his confession of sinfulness. Once we recognize our Lord Jesus Christ present in the most holy Eucharist, we recognize that we are unworthy. We say it even in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. I'm unworthy that you'd enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. 
You notice how none of that says, but only say the word and then I'm going to do a lot of really cool good things and then I'll be healed. It's all dependent upon his mercy. You see, this gives us this great theme of the prophets and saints. Three steps to holiness. First, encounter the Lord. Second, recognize the Lord's presence and confess your weakness. And third, trust that the Lord will make you perfect and not yourself. Isaiah, in our first reading, had this beautiful encounter through his dream with the Lord, and then he recognized immediately, I am a man of unclean lips amongst a people of unclean lips. Don't choose me. He didn't then go up to the altar and grab the coal himself and purify his lips. No, our Lord sent an angel. He sent his angel to purify his lips. It was the Lord's work. Paul, we know the story of Paul so well. He encountered the Lord, especially on the road to Damascus fell to the ground. He heard Jesus say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He recognized his weakness. Constantly throughout Paul's letters, he doesn't say, hey, believe this because I'm such a smart man. I figured it all out. This is the way to salvation. He says, I only give you what I've been given. No less and no more. Paul knew his weakness and trusted the Lord to make him strong. My grace is sufficient for you. And we know so well the story of Peter. We saw it in our gospel. He encountered the Lord, then he says, Depart from me, I am a wicked, I am a sinful man. And it wasn't until he finally trusted in our Lord Jesus Christ that he could be the foundation of the church. My brothers and sisters, you are called just like Peter and Andrew, James, John, Paul, Isaiah, and every single prophet and saint before you. You are called to an encounter with the Lord this very day especially present in the Most Holy Eucharist. Can you too give your confession to our Lord Jesus Christ of your weakness? Where we so often fail in this three-step process to holiness is the third step. Sure, I know I'm weak, but Lord, trust me, I know where the good fish are. I know where to throw my net. I know how to preach. I know what I need to say. Or maybe we think, I have no idea, but I'm going to figure it out. Our Lord invites you today through our readings especially. Don't figure it out. Trust in Him. Yes, indeed, we must seek after virtue, and yes, indeed, we must hate our sins, and we must seek confession and seek the sacraments. But if you think you're going to win your way to heaven, if you think that you're going to get there by your own hard work alone, you'll be disappointed. Our Lord Jesus Christ is constantly inviting us into radical faith, to trust so completely in Him and not in ourselves. So I encourage you to admit your weakness before the Lord, whatever it might be. Trust, renew your faith in Him and trust that He knows what He's doing. He knows what He's about. When He says, put out in the deep, you have no idea what I have in store for you, it can be hard to go back to work after a long, hard night of failure. Our Lord Jesus Christ knows what he's about to do. So my brothers and sisters, you are called, just like all the apostles and saints before us. And hear our Lord Jesus Christ say to you, be not afraid, because your salvation does not depend on you. It depends on his infinite love and mercy. He is sanctifying you, my brothers and sisters. He is calling you to love.